Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Monday, October 28, 2019. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, AirPods Pro are here. New NVIDIA streaming gadgets are here. Alphabet might be about to acquire Fitbit. The fallout from the Pentagon's Jedi contract and what happens when your entire city orders from Amazon every single day. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Who needs a special hardware event when you can just roll the darn things out? Apple today announced AirPods Pro a new $249 version of the AirPods wireless headphones, this time with active noise cancellation and a special transparency mode to let some noise in and a funky new design with silicone ear tips. You can order these today for delivery on October 30th. Quoting Apple itself, each earbud comes with three different sizes of soft, flexible silicone ear tips that conform to the contours of each individual ear providing both a comfortable fit and a superior seal, a critical factor in delivering immersive sound. To further maximize comfort, AirPods Pro use an innovative vent system to equalize pressure, minimizing the discomfort common in other in-ear designs. AirPods Pro are sweat and water resistant, making them perfect for active lifestyles, end quote. So imagine the AirPods that you're familiar with, maybe a tad fatter, but I couldn't get any confirmation on that, but definitely with little nubbins on the business end. Apparently, three sizes of the silicone nubbins are included in the box, so you can pick the best fit for your ear. The accompanying charging case has been redesigned to fit the new form factor as well, quoting 9to5Mac. To achieve active noise cancellation on the new AirPods Pro, Apple is using two microphones combined with advanced software to continuously adapt to background noise. There's also transparency mode, which allows users to, quote, simultaneously listen to music while still hearing the environment around them. In terms of battery life, AirPods Pro feature five hours of listening time. With active noise cancellation enabled, that drops to four and a half hours. The added charging case delivers over 24 hours of listening time, end quote. Weird sort of note about all this. I guess the way to refer to them is AirPods Pro, not AirPod Pros. Sort of like how it's attorneys general, not attorney generals. And also with Apple, I guess it's pro everything now, right? But then again, if everything is pro, is anything truly pro? Speaking of wearables, sources from various outlets were reporting around lunchtime today that Alphabet has made an offer to buy wearable device maker Fitbit. At the time of this writing, Fitbit's stock had surged more than 30% on the rumors. Obviously, this would be a way for Alphabet slash Google to get a leapfrog into the wearable space, but also remember all the talk from that most recent Google event, quoting CNBC, Google has described its hardware strategy as ambient computing, meaning users should be able to access its services wherever they are. 
Buying Fitbit could be a play to make Google services a greater part of customers' lives and measure up to Apple in the health and fitness space. Google hired former Gesinger Health CEO David Feinberg last year to consolidate its healthcare strategy. For Fitbit, support from Alphabet could grant a much-needed boost for the company, which has seen Apple take over about half of the global smartwatch market in 2018 in terms of units shipped, according to Strategy Analytics." NVIDIA has unveiled a family of new Android TV-based video streaming devices. The $149 Shield TV and the $199 Shield TV Pro. In a universe where most non-Apple TV streaming hardware is basically sub-$50 or so, or maybe even built right into your TV, what would you get for that amount of money? Well, quite a bit, actually, including a faster Tegra X1 processor, AI-based 4K upscaling, Dolby Vision HDR, Dolby Atmos support, 3 gigabytes of RAM instead of 2, and 16 gigabytes of storage instead of 8. This is Daryl Etherington in TechCrunch, quote, I've been using the Shield TV for around a week now, and this is definitely a worthwhile upgrade for anyone looking to get the best possible experience available in an Android TV home theater device. NVIDIA has clearly done a lot to survey the market, look at everything that's come out in the two years since it last updated this hardware, and deliver generational improvements that help it stand out from the crowd in meaningful ways. Chief among the additions NVIDIA has made here is the A1 upscaling made possible with the new Tegra X1 Plus chip. You might have heard of upscaling before, and you might even think that your TV already handles that well, but what you probably don't know is that often content from streaming media sources doesn't actually get upscaled by your TV, which means if you have a 4K display but are often watching YouTube or other services with large quantities of non-4K content, you might not be getting the most out of your hardware. NVIDIA has addressed this with on-device 4K upscaling, which is powered by on-device machine intelligence that has been trained on a deep neural network to turn both 720p and 1080p signals into much sharper 4K-equivalent images. Having used this on a variety of content, including media streamed from YouTube, non-4K Netflix content, and stuff from Plex, I can attest to its ability to produce visibly sharper images that look great, especially on my LG C8 series OLED 4K TV. The Shield TV's tech is trained on popular movies and TV shows, and so does a remarkably good job of guessing what the 4K version of the HD image it's looking at should properly look like considering that there's a ton of content out there that hasn't been made available in 4K despite a lot of TVs supporting that resolution. This is a big advantage for NVIDIA, and again, one that they uniquely offer among their peers, end quote. Etherington also likes that NVIDIA is shipping a redesigned remote with actual physical buttons on it, which I agree is becoming a huge plus these days. Also, dedicated Netflix button. We're rounding the bend on earnings season. The biggies are coming this week. Google will be announcing their earnings by the time you hear these words. Apple and Facebook will be coming later this week. And at the time of this writing, Spotify's shares are up more than 15% after the company announced it was beating Q3 expectations this morning, with premium subscribers rising 31% year-over-year to $113 million. Monthly active users grew 30% to 248 million. Revenue hit 1.73 billion euros, up 28% year over year. And hey, an operating profit of 54 million euros or around $60 million, though Spotify does anticipate returning to losses in Q4. 
quoting VentureBeat. The music streaming giant is maintaining a roughly 45% ratio of premium to ad-supported subscribers, claiming 113 million paying users for the past quarter, up 31% from 87 million in the Q3 2018 period, and marginally surpassing the high-end analyst estimates. Spotify attributed some of its net premium subscriber growth to the strong performance of its student and family plans, the latter of which received some notable upgrades in the past few months. Back in August, for example, Spotify introduced new content filters that allow parents to control what songs their children can access in addition to a new family-focused playlist, end quote. But what investors seem to be the most excited about is that Spotify seems to be holding on to its users despite the surge in Apple Music memberships. Quote, relative to Apple... The public available data shows that we are adding roughly twice as many subscribers per month as they are. Additionally, we believe that our monthly engagement is roughly two times as high and our churn is at half the rate, Spotify said in its earnings report. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Octa-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride. Shout out to Crunch Labs for sponsoring today's episode. Crunch Labs is a very small team of fun-loving design folks and engineering nerds led by Mark Rober, head engineered and former NASA engineer. You have kids? Just ask them who Mark Rober is. They know. Trust me, YouTube science superstar. Crunch Labs has BuildBox, a STEM subscription build-it-yourself box for kids. My boy Max is a subscriber, and I'm telling you, he rips these boxes open and gets to building right away. This summer, Crunch Labs is hosting Camp Crunch Labs, where kids get 12 build-it-yourself toys with one shipped every week. Plus, access to exclusive Mark Rober videos and weekly challenges that help grow kids' brains all summer long. Camp Crunch Labs has weekly challenges that kids get super excited about and fosters their creative thinking. Last year, more than a million people tuned in each week to watch camp and try their luck at the challenges. Worried about your kids' brains turning to mush over the summer? Sign up to Camp Crunch Labs and turn them into little robot-building mad scientists like Max. Right now, you can purchase a limited Camp Crunch Labs subscription and get two boxes free, a $60 value. Just go to crunchlabs.com ride to sign your kids up for Camp Crunch Labs today. That's crunchlabs.com ride. This happened late on Friday, so it's kind of old news, but I did want to note that the Pentagon has officially awarded that $10 billion Jedi cloud computing contract to Microsoft. 
You might remember that this was a fiercely contested multi-year competition to land the contract between many Silicon Valley heavyweights. Most people felt like Amazon was by far the front runner to win the contract because it already had a large contract with the CIA dating back to 2013. And Amazon has what is widely considered the largest public cloud available, so it seemed like it could fulfill all of the Pentagon's requirements from day one. Amazon was also seemingly doing so much to win the contract that Oracle went on to sue them over what they alleged were Amazon's aggressive wooing of the Pentagon. In fact, that's why the awarding of the contract was delayed over a year and a half. Quoting CNBC, If the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure deal known by the acronym JEDI ends up being worth $10 billion, it would likely be a bigger deal to Microsoft than it would have been to Amazon. Microsoft does not disclose Azure revenue in dollar figures, but it is widely believed to have a smaller share of the market than Amazon, which received $9 billion in revenue from AWS in the third quarter. Wedbush analyst Dan Ives called the deal a game changer for Microsoft, writing in a note to clients that the deal, quote, will have a ripple effect for the company's cloud business for years to come, end quote. He also said that he expects Amazon to challenge the outcome in court, but for Microsoft to prevail, end quote. Now, yes, I should note that some people are wondering if President Trump's well-known animus towards Jeff Bezos had anything to do with Amazon losing the bake-off. But as Ben Thompson wrote in his newsletter this morning, there's no reason people shouldn't have assumed Microsoft was the frontrunner all along. And, quote, if one were to remove the Trump factor, the fact that Microsoft won would likely be considered a triumph of objective decision-making and a repudiation of the idea that a large company could tilt a large government purchasing decision in their favor, end quote. Microsoft has revived the Xbox All Access Bundle just in time for the holiday season, starting at $20 a month. And as a bonus, if you sign up now, you'll have special access to upgrade to Project Scarlet next year. Quoting The Verge, Xbox All Access is a bundle that splits the cost of an Xbox console... Xbox Game Pass, and Xbox Live into monthly payments across 24 months. Microsoft will bundle an Xbox One X, Xbox One S, or a digital edition of the Xbox One S with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate from $19.99 per month. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate provides access to games across Xbox and PC and Xbox Live Gold multiplayer support. The $19.99 monthly base bundle will include a digital Xbox One S with 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and the option to upgrade early after 18 months. A regular Xbox One S bundle will be priced at $22.99 per month over 24 months, and an Xbox One X will be available for $30.99 per month. Microsoft is introducing a special upgrade offer for the Xbox One X bundle with the ability to upgrade to Project Scarlet in 12 months' time, end quote. I'd point out that since Project Scarlet is supposed to launch in the holiday season of 2020, and Microsoft says this upgrade offer exists until December 31st of this year, this might be a super good on-ramp deal. Pay for your normal gaming for the next 14 months or so, and then simply trade in your console next year for the Project Scarlet at around this time. Quoting The Verge again, If you consider an Xbox One X currently retails for $399 at the Microsoft Store and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is usually $14.99 per month, then the total cost over two years is $758.76. If you pay Microsoft $30.99 per month over two years, then the total cost is $743.76 per month. So you can save a little 
spread the payments, and get access to a Project Scarlet upgrade. Even the Xbox One S Digital Edition bundle seems like a reasonable deal, unless there's some good savings on the console or Xbox Game Pass this holiday. At $19.99 per month, the total cost is $479.76 over two years, compared to $608.76 if you purchase the console and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate separately, end quote. Finally today, this is sort of a long read, but I didn't feel like waiting until Friday. This weekend, the New York Times had an article talking about what has happened here in New York City, now that basically everyone is getting packages delivered to their homes all the time. In fact, New York City sees one and a half million packages delivered every single day, and about 15% of New York City households receive at least one package every single day. Quote, The total number of trucks on tolled crossings into New York City and within the five boroughs rose about 9.4% in 2018 to an estimated 35.7 million from 32.6 million in 2013, according to transit data. That increase in traffic has made the interchange of Interstate 95 and New Jersey Route 4, about a half mile from the George Washington Bridge, the country's most gridlocked stretch of highway for trucks, according to the American Transportation Research Institute. There is just not enough room for all the trucks that need to make deliveries, the cars that need to get past them, and the people who live here, Mr. Callos said, end quote. There are endless stories in the piece of trucks double parking, blocking traffic and bike lanes, boxes piling up on stoops and curbs. Parking tickets for parking violations for delivery vehicles have gone from 372,000 in 2013 to 515,000 last year. Uber and Lyft have done more to contribute to congestion within the city, most likely, but all of that double parking has already made it so that cars in the busiest parts of Manhattan now average seven miles per hour, which is just about jogging pace. So you might be thinking, hey, sucks to live in New York, maybe? Except this is coming for everyone soon. Places like New York are just the tip of the spear. As the piece notes, 25 years into e-commerce, still only 10% of all retail transactions in the U.S. were made online, thereby necessitating home delivery. But that is up from 4% a decade ago, and do you really think it's going to slow down anytime soon? Most likely, it's going to accelerate. Amazon, remember, is spending $1.5 billion just this quarter to roll out greater one-day delivery. So check the piece for a glimpse of your future wherever you are. That is all for today. As always, I've been Brian McCullough. Follow me on Twitter at BrianMCC. The show subreddit is r slash ride home, where you can tip stories for me to tell you about on the show. The ad-free version of the feed can be accessed by clicking the bottom link in the show notes. And you can purchase a podcast classified ad to tell fellow listeners about what you're working on by going to ridehome.info forward slash classifieds. Talk to you tomorrow.